What it do, lovely people of the planet Earth. We are your hosts, Deshaun Schwann and Andre German, and you are currently tapped into the Brian Boys Podcast. Uh, welcome to episode four of the podcast. Uh, today I'm with Deshaun again, and you. we have a guest, Wallace and Gulick from Anchorage, Alaska. Well, from Gamble, Gamble, Alaska. Gamble, Alaska. Yeah. Uh, so, Wallace, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, excited to be on this podcast with you guys. So good. So for people who don't know, where is Gamble, Alaska? Yeah. Um, so Gamble, Alaska, it's um located on St. Lawrence Island, which is in the middle of the Bering Sea. It's kinda northwest part of Alaska. Um it's actually about two hundred miles off the coast of Alaska, but only about maybe 40, yeah, I'd say around 40 miles off the coast of Russia. So we're actually a lot closer to Russia than we're actually to a mainland of Alaska. Wow, that is insane. I get, <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm really curious, like, what is the weather like 40 miles from Russia? Yeah, so, yeah, it's different for sure. Um, summer average temperature, so kind of like um, since like maybe mid-June to about, right here in august um is probably maybe 50 degrees um wow. winter time yeah winter time it gets pretty cold um anywhere from zero to negative like 20s to 40s with the wind chills it's yeah so yeah it's different for sure man i thought michigan state was bad during the winter time <laughs> that yeah. is different wow yeah and then um winter times um pretty much always dark um, it gets bright around maybe light comes up around 11 a.m. and starts getting dark, I'd say, around maybe like four thirty, five o'clock. Um, but then summertime is totally different because summertime it's just always bright, always light up. Yeah, wow. I was going I was going to mention that because I saw uh, on Andre, I think you had like a little Snapchat memory or something from a couple of years ago. You was posting like the sun was up at like 2 a.m. or something crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. That is not a joke. No. Yeah, so how many people are with you uh, on the on the island, Wallace? Yeah, so population is about 800 people. Um, not a lot of people. Uh, everyone knows everyone, um, which is which got his perks and could be good and bad um, in a sense. But you know, it's like a little uh, it's a little community, kind of like a big big family. Everyone knows everybody. Um, I graduated with seven people. Uh, which is really, really small. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, so so just to get this kind of out the way and just so everybody's not confused, you guys don't live in igloos, right? It's not like the movies? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no igloos. Um, regular regular houses, uh, just like everyone else. That's crazy. And and I guess thinking about the so – you, so you said you're on like a, an island sort of deal, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, so I'm so I'm thinking of Hawaii, I guess, in this sense, you know, not in terms of weather, obviously, but mm-hmm. so there, I've heard things like you know, orange juice are super expensive because they have to import everything, you know, just like the most yeah. random things. So what is yeah. it like, you know, eating out there? Like, do you have to spend a lot to get something that seems so normal? Do you eat a lot of fish, maybe? Um, uh, you know? Yeah. So I'm gonna try um, try to paint a picture, um, a better picture for the listeners to kind of get what it's like out in Gamble. So 
in gamble um yeah like you said it's very very isolated so anything that gets shipped out there is really really expensive it's it's really expensive to get stuff shipped out there so the prices on everything is really expensive um but so we have no um there's no like cars no roads um there's no restaurants that you could just go to and eat there's no like shops or barber shops um not a not a lot of stuff out there um but yeah, everything, um, we have like a grocery store, which is, I kind of compare it to like an oversized gas station. Um, we rarely get fresh produce and fresh fruit um, just because it, it's, yeah, it's really expensive to get stuff out there. Um, while I was out there in Gamble um, a few weeks back, um, right before I left, um, one, a gallon of gas was seven forty-five. Wow. Whoa. Um, yeah, yeah. And another another story that i can kind of compare um so down in portland um i usually get like this package package of bottled waters um like a 24 pack and it only cost me about like like two dollars um to get it and when i was back home i seen the same exact thing the same brand um same amount of water 24 pack same brand um but the price was like 20 20 something like that oh, wow yeah my goodness yeah everything everything out there is super expensive just because um how much it costs to get stuff imported out there i'd imagine and and you mentioned you mentioned portland right so do you go to school there yeah i go to um multnomah university um small naia school uh i've been there for two years um my first year was um my first year out of high school i went to spokane community college and then I transferred to Multnomah University, um, and I've been there for two years. Okay, so, so after kind of kind of uh, leaving out from you know Gamble and seeing you know more what mainland uh, America looks like has to offer, maybe things you do like, things you don't like. Would you say that you prefer the lifestyle that is all you know kind of available in the more mainland type America vibe, you know, Portland, you know, just, you know, other various cities, or would you say you prefer that kind of more secluded lifestyle? You know, everybody knows each other, uh, 800 person Island, you know, type of life. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's certain things, um, about kind of like each lifestyle that, um, I enjoy. Um, so for instance, back at home, um, I like how everybody knows everybody um just like the community uh vibes that you get um so Multnomah University is kind of similar in that way because it's a smaller school um so after about a year um you kind of pretty much know who everyone is um there isn't a face that you haven't really recognized on campus um so it's similar in that kind of way um but there's other things that I kind of enjoy about like being down in Portland, (laughs) for instance, uh, the Wi-Fi and stuff like that. So when I'm home, when I'm home in gamble, um, I can't like, cause the Wi-Fi or the data is so slow. Um, Just being on Instagram, it'll probably take me like 10 minutes to watch like a 10 minute, 10 second video if I wanted to. So yeah, I don't even bother really trying to like be on social media that way. Um, And then just like other things like, when I'm down in Portland, um, other things that I kind of just like miss, um, about home that I kind of grew up doing, um, that I don't get, um, the opportunity to do so, um, while I'm down in Portland. So. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's there's one thing I want to touch on Wallace. Um, so there's like Joe Rogan has a podcast and he kind of brought this up uh, a few episodes ago. Um, the difference between the animals that we have around us as far as dogs and cats versus a truly wild animal. So, for instance, um, like a dog that we have in our home, um, that's not really an animal because if we were to put that in the wild, it wouldn't know how to survive. It, it would yeah. look to another human to give it food. Um, it, you know, it's, it's, it's not an animal. If you see a wild moose or you see a wild bear or you see a wild seal and you try and interact with it the way that we interact with animals <laughs> that we think are animals, um, you're going to get a very different response, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So what's that? What's that kind of like? I mean, I'm sure we've see, all seen those videos of like bears coming to people's houses, um, you know, moose kind of you know running wild. What's that kind of like living with all these kind of um, exotic um, animals? Yeah, it's um, it's different for sure than like obviously like you said like having pets and everything. Um, so yeah, kind of just growing up like um, we're kind of raised and taught of. Um, just because like we're around so many uh, different animals and we kind of survive off of like the land and the sea and what we catch is um, just the, like the respect for animals that we're taught um, mm-hmm. as, a, as a young age and everything. And um, so, yeah, just like just knowing how to um, navigate your way through like what animals um, to watch out for or um, just how to kind of protect yourself while you're, out there so yeah and that, and that makes sense because I, f- I feel like in america you know we have and, and I, I say mainland because you're still in america of course yeah uh i think the like one of the things is we get these you know these meat farms basically they just mm-hmm. take these things slaughter and we get mass amounts of you know steaks and chickens and whatever and we don't even know where it came from you know yeah. how it was yeah. raised half the people don't care we want whatever's cheapest for the most mm-hmm. part yeah so it's just like you know actually growing up and having that respect and understanding, you know, this food wasn't just, you know, pumped into the environment. You know, we didn't breed these things. They were out there, you know, naturally in the wild. We took the time, had to go hunt it, you know, ethically and chop it apart. You know, so I can definitely. And I've heard, you know, many people when you watch like podcasts, you watch people hunt, uh, you get a different respect for what you're eating. You understand that like that animals, you know, sacrifice gives you energy. You know, I've heard all sorts of stuff like that. So it's definitely uh, interesting to hear somebody who actually you know came from a culture like that say that. Yeah, definitely. And um, so like a lot of people um, that don't exactly like know where we're from and um, the lifestyle that we kind of have um, are against um, what we do, like uh, catching our uh, traditional foods and um, um, like hunting um, different animals. They're just kind of against that. But the thing that they don't really understand is why we do it. Like, like I said, like everything out there, like that gets shipped is like so expensive and there's not a lot of job opportunities so you're not really like making any money out there so like if like i just don't have the option to eat like a like a diet that anyone else in america like has you know it's just not an option like i wouldn't survive out there if i tried to just because like there's not a there's not a lot of um like options for me to have at the store and stuff like that so just different stuff like that <clears throat> and um but yeah it's just like it's just like our traditions and lifestyle um just different stuff like that um so 
Right, so, yeah. So, Wallace, um, I, there's something I want you to touch upon. So, a lot of people um, who are vegans um, are against. They like, I don't want to like, if, I, I don't want to. I'm against like hurting animals. I don't want, um, you know, I don't want to eat animals because they they shouldn't be, um, you know, they shouldn't be killed for us to eat. Um, you live in a in a place where there's a lot of uh, wilderness. Yeah. Um, and um, so you kind of understand like the life cycle of an animal. Um, most animals, I don't know if people know this or not, but most animals, uh, they either die. I mean, deer have a life lifespan of about 10 years if they, if they have a good life. Um, most, uh, most animals die or they'll get eaten by a wolf or they'll get eaten by a bear. Um, you know, so most animals die in the wild anyway. Yeah. So, you know, people who hunt and have an appreciation and, 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 and make sure that they kill their, uh, their animal humanely, um, you know, can can you kind of talk about how um how that that that, that like that kind of uh notion that like you know killing animals is bad when when kind of they all end up dying anyway right yeah yeah so so what what we do um like kind of like what i said like us having like a having this uh sort of respect for the animals um we we don't catch um any more than we need to um so yeah, we'll just catch like what we need um, to survive off of. And another thing that um, I can kind of compare the way we do things is the animals that we catch are living in their natural habitat. Like they're not kind of like how um, other farmers have like pigs and cows and stuff or like herded in these factories are kind of just sitting in one spot um, no, like the the animals that we hunt are like living in their natural habitat. Um, they're not suffering. We don't like trap them and let let them live um, in this tiny one spot for us to harvest later on. Like they're actually living in their natural habitat. So yeah, like just us having that sort of respect for animals, only catching what we need um, is kind of the way that I kind of explain what we do. So. Yeah, and it's interesting that you bring that up because I, I feel like so much of why people feel that way is just because it's what we're accustomed to. Yeah, you know, we grow up in a place where we farm these animals essentially. We just breed them to slaughter them, and we have no idea where these things come from. But then when it comes to somebody saying, you know, I'm gonna take the initiative and hunt my own food, I'm gonna chop it up, butcher it, you know, do what I need. And and like you said, you said we eat what we need. We don't hunt you know just to hunt just to keep doing it that that's yeah. that's a big difference because we will do we you know we're very gluttonous you know it's like we, we want as much of what we can have we want to have more than we would ever possibly need and to get as many as possible what's going to make us the most money what's the most efficient whereas you know kind of what i'm getting from you is we hunt to survive right we yeah get the food we need to sustain our lives to be able to get up and move around. So uh, I can really resonate with that. And I think that when people do look at that sort of a situation and are so quick to dismiss it and say, it's wrong, you're killing animals. Okay. But how about you take a step back and really look at what we do now? How humane is that compared to actually, you know, living within the way of things? Yeah. So I, I definitely appreciate that perspective on that kind of a, a, a topic. And I think uh, hopefully, you know, the, the listeners can kind of get a sense of that. Yeah, and an, an, another thing um, is like the the food that we catch, um, I'd say is a lot more he healthier than what I can get at the store right. because 
everything that we catch is like fresh. It's not like produced in any way. It's not like packaged. It doesn't have like all these added ingredients to it. So like everything that we catch is like fresh, like hasn't been produced in any way. So. So Wallace, um, along those lines, that's, that's exactly where I was going. Um, can you talk about what animals you just see in the wild? Um, uh, and then what animals do you, of those animals or animals that you don't see, which animals do you actively hunt? And then on top of that, this is kind of a four-part question, actually. Um, of the ones that you hunt, how do you guys go about that? And then, uh, and then the other question would be, uh, can you talk about, like, for example, like the salmon? You know, eating that compared fresh salmon out of the lake, out of the sea, compared to a salmon we find in our store. You know, what what is like the difference in taste that people can really know? You know, what they're kind of eating. Yeah. So, basically, our main diet um, consists of, I'd say, three things. It's mainly um, whale, walrus, and seal. Um, but then there's also stuff like, like you said, there we fish for salmon during the summer um, we catch crab over the winter um, reindeer we have reindeer on the island um, different birds migrating birds that come around um, we harvest um, like bird eggs um, during the nesting seasons um, so yeah like kind of pretty much all throughout the year there's some sort of um, hunting that um, can be done for us to um, survive off of and if it's if it's not like any any animal there's um, greens and berries that we pick um, over the summer and the fall time um, so yeah just there's always something um, to be harvested uh, throughout the year um, just to make sure that we're we have stuff to eat we have um, stuff to put on the table um, and like, yeah, like you said, fish that we catch, um, out of the ocean or the rivers, um, you could, you could kind of tell like a difference in, um, I guess like the freshness, um, of it as opposed to what you would catch, uh, or what you would buy at a grocery store or something like that. Cause grocery stores, uh, the salmon that you catch at the grocery stores, like are usually, um have to have been shipped um i'm not exactly sure how long that process takes or um they're frozen in the freezers um so yeah like animals like that that once we catch the animal and bring it home we could literally have it that same night that we bring it home so just like the freshness um of the food that you're eating um you could tell like a big difference in that wow yeah. yeah, that's interesting. So you said, so the three main foods, let's break that down. So whale, seal, and walrus. Yeah. Those those typically most people wouldn't have that in their diet. So kind of like, what do those kind of taste like? And then what's, um, I'd say, if you could, I guess, compare it to something else. And then for, as far as whale is concerned, um, those are pretty big. So kind of, how do you yeah. go about like, catching those and, and kind of cutting up the meat and stuff like that? Yeah. Grab a whale burger. <laughs> yeah so um sorry what was what was the first oh yeah yeah so um so i i get this question all the time um when i tell like my friends um like the stuff that we eat uh they they ask like what i can compare it to that they've tried and the answer like honestly i like i cannot compare it to anything like 
it doesn't taste like chicken it doesn't taste like beef or anything like that it has like its own it has just a different taste so like i'm not able to compare it um to anything in that way um and then so yeah and then everything that we eat we literally use everything so there's not a lot on the animal that goes to waste besides like the i'd say like the bones um like skin on some animals um and but yeah when we catch an animal there's not a lot that goes to waste we use as much as we can from that animal that we catch um and then yeah so a whale hunt um so what happens in a whale hunt is on a good day the whaling season is around like march april um and going into may a little bit while the whales are migrating um and they're passing through um so what happens is on a good good day during the springtime um all the boats go out each family kind of has their own boat crew um so all the boats go out um looking for whales and once a whale is caught um once a whale is struck um that crew that struck the whale will get on the radio and let all the other boats that are out there know that they just struck a whale so what and then all the other boats once they hear that they go um to where the whale was struck and they're they're helping to catch that whale um and then once finally once the whale is caught um they all like tie their boats to the whale and tow it home um once it's towed home finally um all the men go down to the beach um and help butcher it um it's pretty it's pretty an amazing um kind of little event that goes on just because the whole community takes a part in one whale getting caught um so pretty much the whole village um goes down to the beach um the women are watching the kids are playing around the men are working on the whale butchering the whale um and then when we're cutting up the whale um we kind of do um the first people that get shares are women shares so women come down to the beach um with a bag um and they get their share of the whale and then after the women get their share um the boat captains um all the boats that were out there get a share um of that whale and then after that it's pretty much anyone else um if they want extra meat or anything um they're welcome to get whatever um they want so yeah it's it's a it's a pretty amazing experience um that that goes on that you know that's so crazy that you say that and that's that's so different from what you kind of experience my experience growing up i'm I'm from connecticut so you know we're we're opposite sides of the the country by as far as you get and everybody is so self-centered everybody's just worried about you know what their next meal is you know Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go get this from the store everybody's worried about their family but the fact that that whole community comes together when and if somebody gets a whale, they're not saying, "Oh, you know, this is just for me and mine." And of course, there's a lot of whale, so it's not like you could probably even take care of all that. But mm-hmm. I mean, that that's just such an amazing thing. And I'm curious, like, so is maybe going on your first whale hunt like a like a rite of passage? Like maybe you're growing up, you're you've hit a certain age. It's like, okay, this is your first hunt, or have you been on one person yourself? I'm even curious. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the my very first uh, successful whale hunt. Um, 
I was I was seven years old at the time. Wow. wow. And I remember I remember having to ask um, my grandfather um, if I could go out on a whale hunt. So I asked my dad um, if I could follow them on this whale hunt, and he told me to ask uh, my grandfather. And my grand, I asked my grandfather, and he said it was okay and made sure I was wearing all the proper clothing to stay warm and everything like that. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, it's kind of pretty much up to um, the boat captain on – it's usually like a father or a, a part of the crew member – has a son and if they think um okay he's he's ready to um, follow us out on this whale hunt and um ever since then i've been going out and every time i'm always learning something new about uh this is this is what we do this is why you do it this is how you stay safe out on the boat um different stuff like that and by the time um you're probably in your teens or they start trusting you with um, more responsibilities out on the boat while you're with them. So. Yeah. That's, that's crazy because, you know, and, and kind of the way I came up, you know, you're right of passage, you're getting older, you know, you get like a little shot of bourbon or something, you know, you get a little <laughs> glass of wine and you're like, Oh yeah, you're yeah. a man now. And I'm like, nah, this man just got a whole whale, you know, <laughs> he's just on the hunt with us. So that, that's really cool. Yeah. But, um, I guess, I guess, uh, kind of want to switch gears from that topic there so you know and it's because it's really relevant to the times so a big thing that's really going on right now everybody knows is there's a huge pandemic you know, mm-hmm. coronavirus has been kind of beating down america essentially you know stopping the economy and uh you know nobody can go outside and people are scared so what is that scene kind of in gamble you know you guys are really secluded and to yourself so has there been any really scares out there have you guys even had contact with the virus in any sort of way or is it just kind of you guys are in your own little world over there you know wallace i'll add too you can talk about anchorage i know you've been at anchorage a few weeks that's a bigger city so yeah that's true yeah so um back at home in gamble um there hasn't been any cases yet um thankfully um but it is in the region um other village on the mainland um have seen cases um so it's pretty scary in that way just because um being in gamble they're not prepared um with like the right medical equipment um to handle something like this um there is no hospital there's no doctors out there um there's like a little there's a clinic um that has like a pa which is a physician's assistant i think and then a few health aids. Um, so yeah, it, it's kind of scary. Um, if it were to get out to gamble just because, um, they're not prepared in any way, uh, to handle that. Um, but yeah, I've been in Anchorage for three weeks, um, training with one of my friends. So I flew down, um, to train. Um, but there's been, there's been a lot of cases in Anchorage. Um, Anchorage is, I'd say pretty much the hotspot of Alaska. Um, Anchorage is the biggest city in Alaska. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of um, cases um, around the Anchorage area. So, okay. So, what are you guys doing? Are you guys all wearing masks or? Uh, yeah, like- yeah. Um, wearing masks in public. So, yeah, back in Gamble, too, um, there hasn't been any cases, but they're taking all the same precautions um, that. Um, that are medically advised, like wearing masks in public, um, social distancing, um, trying to limit uh, like who you hang out with and who you visit. Um, 
so yeah, but here in Anchorage, it's the same thing. Um, wearing masks in public, um, the restaurants, um, if you want to go eat at a restaurant that you have to dine out outside or, um, take out for orders. Um, so yeah, kind of doing it the right way. And you, you mentioned you were training in Anchorage. Were you training for like military service or sports? No, so I play. I actually play um, basketball. At ah, he's a hooper. University. He's a hooper. Yeah. Okay. That's all yeah. Yeah. I, I was. I was home in Gamble um, after my school got shut down. Um, actually, my school kind of shut down and went online in March at the end of March, um, and everyone pretty much went home. Um, but because, like I said, like the Wi-Fi and um, the data is uh, so slow um, back in Gamble, I decided to stay on campus and finish out my classes um, until those were over. So I went home um, May 1st uh, to about maybe like three weeks ago, um, uh, mid-July about um, I was home, which was actually really nice because um, I haven't been home that long since um, high school. Um, Mm. So I got to do a lot of the hunting and um, stuff that I haven't usually been able to do um, since graduating high school, which was really, really nice. Um, so you ever get rusty with the hunting? Like you go back and you're just not the same and that you were uh, before. <laughs> what, when you say hunting, do you guys use bows or do you use guns or, or uh, guys... yeah, we use, we use rifles, but, um, I don't, I wouldn't say like, I kind of get rusty in any way. Um, not really. Um, I haven't really noticed, um, anything like that. Um, but usually I, I go home for about a week after school is out. So like, may so around that time they're usually doing like walrus or seal hunting so maybe at least like once a year i get to uh do some sort of hunting um throughout the year so yeah i figured i'd ask because you know when you when you're hooping you know hoop <laughs> yeah, for a few for weeks sure. few months man that yeah that shot's feeling a little, a little ugh. I, I, yeah. I shot the ball for the first time the other day <laughs> in some months and it was uh no, interesting I to say like, the least yeah i feel like i feel like this time especially um a lot of the hoopers are feeling that um so no. when i was back at home <laughs> i couldn't get access to the gym there's uh one gym which is uh, the school gym um out in gamble and i couldn't get access to that so the first couple of weeks uh were rough for me um just because i'm used i'm always trying to like get workouts in um so it was kind of rough but once i kind of got my head around like okay this is literally it's literally like this everywhere um i kind of um, settled in and was kind of okay with it and was doing any whatever I could um, to stay in shape and doing like ball handling inside the house and mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that just doing what I whatever I can so yeah. Wallace uh, I've played with you for a while so I know how good you are <laughs> but when you get on the court and uh, you know and how tall are you five eight yeah say. five eight yeah yeah so when you get on the court and and people see this five eight you know alaskan point guard they're like whoa like, what can he do right yeah i know you're good from playing with you and i you know and i've you, you've you've kind of taken over over games that i've been in but you know what do you kind of use that to your advantage or uh you know what what's that kind of been like for you yeah i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't say there's like like hoopers that i hoop with like are just like from seeing me are automatically able to say okay he's from alaska what has he got i I don't think i've kind of had any experience with that unless i tell them um where i'm from so yeah i i hadn't really like had any sort of experiences in that way so okay 
Is that like the main sport where you're from? Like the people? Oh yeah, yeah. Basketball's yeah around around Alaska. Um, at least like the rural villages in Alaska, it's it's the main sport. Just because most of the sports that um you can do um throughout the school year are indoor sports because during the winters and stuff like that, it's all snow and can't really do much outside. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think I was just kind of elaborating upon like. Uh, him playing basketball and I, I think I was going to kind of connect it to his first time coming to where'd you say you go to school at again sorry uh Multnomah Multnomah okay so it's in Portland right yep, so yep. so was that your first kind of experience getting away from Alaska and really you know touching down in, into mainland America had you had like experiences before that and kind of was it yeah, a shocker yeah, so, with the change in culture yeah um for me um so before Multnomah I was at um Spokane Community College but um throughout high school um I was definitely blessed to like have a bunch of different opportunities um to leave home and see kind of what how everything is so different um away from home so throughout high school I went to a bunch of basketball camps um through NBC camp so I came down to Anchorage um while I was in my first time was probably like eighth grade um, coming down for a basketball camp. And then I did a couple other summers, my sophomore and junior year. Um, and then I did, uh, another camp, uh, which is through CI, uh, through NBC camps down in Spokane. Um, so I actually got to, um, leave Alaska and go down to the States, um, which was another, um, great opportunity, um, for me to just see what life is like, um, and see how different it is, um, and then um, going into my, I, I want to say my senior year of high school, um, actually before that, my junior year, um, my first time um, I went to uh, a city down here and uh, close to Anchorage, Eagle River, um, and they had a prep school. And the coach contacted me and asked me if um, I wanted to come down here and play. Um, so I took that opportunity, um, and went, came down for a semester, um, of high school. So I actually got to, um, spend quite a bit of time away from home. Um, yeah, just being down here and getting to see, um, what it's like and kind of acclimating to the different lifestyle. Um, and then that next summer, um, I was on a travel team and we went down to Vegas, um, stuff like that. So, yeah. Throughout, I kind of had a lot of opportunities um, to see what life is like outside of Gamble, um, how different it is. And so, yeah, I was just <clears throat> I was just blessed with all those different opportunities, um, which I'm very thankful for, um, because um, a lot of people where I'm from don't really get to make it out. Um, some some students um, like my age will right after high school, once they graduate high school, they'll go to college um, down here in Anchorage or Fairbanks, um, which is another city here in Alaska. Um, and they'll go about a semester um, and then return home, um, which is totally understandable just because um, they didn't have all the opportunities um, as they were growing up to leave Gamble and see what life is like and um, so yeah, it's, it's a huge culture shock to them, um, leaving home by themselves into, uh, literally a whole new environment and something that 
they're just not used to, which I could totally understand. Yeah, and that, and that really sounds like an amazing uh, experience to get to step out of that, especially, you know, the way you guys are living out there is just so different from the what, you know, maybe me and Andre are used to yeah uh, in, in our in our lifestyle so getting to hear your perspective on this has really been eye-opening for me and honestly makes me want to go see more and i appreciate you so much for coming up here and no, you know sure. you know on that note i actually have to uh go somewhere right now so i'm gonna drop off but i'm gonna leave the rest here to dre and again i appreciate you i hope to you know stay in touch with you connect with you and um you know hope you guys have a good rest of the podcast yep yep appreciate it, Sean. all right boys yep so Wallace, uh, I'll just kind of finish up here and ask you some kind of rapid fire questions. Um, yeah. Just uh, let's see what. Oh, the show Deadliest Catch. Um, <laughs> they have that out in the Bering Sea. It's quite. A, yeah. It's quite a spectacle. Do you ever get a glimpse of that, or you have, what's your what's been your uh, exposure to that? Uh, for me, um, I know. Yeah, I know what Deadliest Catch is. Um, we're in the like, yeah, they fish in the Bering Sea and we're in the Bering Sea, um, but they're actually more south um, of us. Um, the island is further up north from where they um, are crabbing. Um, so I know what Deadliest Catch is, but I haven't like been I don't I haven't seen them actually like doing what they're doing. Gotcha. OK, yeah. um, let's see. What, uh, as far as um, going back to kind of your diet, um, what would you say you like the most out of the whale, the walrus, and the seal? What tastes the best? Um, probably, probably the walrus for me, like certain things um, with the walrus for sure. But yeah, I, I, I really like whale and seal and pretty much everything else that we catch for sure. So. Nice. Uh, let's see. So you can see Russia from your backyard, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, so along the coast of Russia, where we're closest from, they have um, a lot of mountains um, in that area. So, um, yeah, on a clear, clear day, uh, you could see those mountains. Uh, I could see them just from uh, looking out my window. So, wow. Yeah. And then the last thing I'll ask you, craziest animal encounter slash experience, whether it's like a bear coming in trying to get your food or whether it's, you know, something else. What's the craziest thing you've had to kind of. Yeah. Probably for me was um, it was probably getting hit by a whale. Um, So when we're uh, when we're um, harvesting these whales, um, Another thing that I want to clear up uh, real quick that I forgot to mention um, earlier was um, what hunting whales. There's uh, regulations um, that like how many whales were allowed to catch per year and how many like walruses were allowed to catch per year. So like there's regulations that we follow to make sure like we're not catching too much. Um, but we probably only catch like two to three whales um, every year. Uh, this last year, we only caught one whale a year, but it lasts. It'll last the. Uh, village um the whole year uh to survive off of but um yeah so when we're catching a whale um we harpoon them with harpoons and we have to drive up right next to the whales um to throw the harpoon at the whale um and my uncle was a striker at the time i was in the middle of the boat and we drove up right next to this whale and my uncle struck the whale and the whale goes down and then it comes back up right under the boat. Um, and these whales are probably about like anywhere from like 35 to probably get, they get really big, like 50, 60 um, feet. 
but wow. this whale was probably like 45, 50 foot whale. And the boats that we're in are little 18 foot uh, aluminum boats. So yeah, wow. that, that whale just came up back up on us and kind of took us for a little ride. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Um, again, Wallace, this has been great. Um, I think a lot of people are going to appreciate your experience and your um, kind of what, you know, what you have to, to offer as far as, um, you know, kind of stuff that people don't really get to hear every day. Um, yeah. And I appreciate your time and, uh, and you, you've been great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed this. Yep. Uh, I'll talk All to right, you take soon. Take care, Andre. Yep. Yep. All right.